Well, hi everyone, welcome along to the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. You're in for a treat today. We're not talking about a destination, we're not talking about a mode of transport, we are talking about a person that if you come into any of the Phil Hoffman Travel offices, you have a chance to meet and to do something with Renato Di Stefano. Hello, Lee. Great to speak to you, Renato. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Di Stefano is correct. Because everyone. Do we put too much Australia into your last name? I think we do. We have a tendency to, you know, to the sound off the the um, second vowel, Di Stefano. Di Stefano, but it's Di Stefano. Di Stefano. And Renato, I got correct. The Renato's correct. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Been working on it. You are one of these interesting characters that you often see around Phil Hoffman travel. Firstly, let's talk about your career and how long you've been with Phil. How did you get into this industry? Oh, goodness me. Uh, well, I was a lecturer at TAFE mm-hmm. uh, for many years, but uh, my um, area of expertise was language. So I taught Italian for many years at uh, diploma level. And then I came up with the, the idea of uh, trying to teach language in a more fun way. So I introduced a thing called um, A Taste of Italy. So what we did was uh, we used one of the kitchens downstairs at the uh, city campus and um, I started doing some classes that lasted 10 weeks and it was basically doing a, a circuit of Italy. So doing two regions per week. So yep. over 10 weeks we covered 20 regions and covered the food of those 20 regions. And it was a huge success. And Alison Hoffman was one of my students. Is that right? Basically this is how, uh, how we met. Because Phil, in a previous life, was a school teacher. Yes, he was. And he taught at TAFE. I thought maybe you'd met each other. I, I did meet Phil at TAFE at, uh, I think, at one of the uh, many presentations that he was always a guest speaker at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've known Phil for a number of years. Um, so Alison Hoffman comes back home and mm-hmm. says to Phil, there's this guy at TAFE. He's amazing. He's teaching language. Let's get him into Phil Hoffman travel. That's how it works. Yeah, basically, that's how it happened. And when uh, the uh, new premises was built on the corner of uh, Jetty Road, Glenelg, uh, Alison invited me to, to come and do some cooking classes here. And that was, um, I think we're coming up to our ninth year. Wow. Mm, so nine years. Were you a chef first or no. were you a language teacher no, first? No, I've nev- never been a chef. I'm a cook. So you have, you know, it's like the show on TV, the <laughs> cook and the chef. So I've never been trained, not yep. formally trained, um, but I've always had a passion for cooking. And I think it sort of stems back to my childhood, yep. uh, growing up in Italy with my grandmother. And I think that was, she's the one that inspired me. Mm. So you're just a gun cook who speaks a language mm. and you love travel. And I love the travel, correct. Growing up, where were you born? I was born in a place called Messina. Messina is a port of call for most of the uh, cruises that yep. stop in Sicily. And I was virtually um, probably two kilometres from, from the actual wharfs and uh, came to Australia. My family, uh, my mother and father migrated in the oh, 60s. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Basically, I was nine years of age when we came here. And, um, yeah, so educated here. Yep. Um, partly in Italy, but uh, I've been back many, many times. Sure. Um, and the cooking has never left me, basically. Is it the old saying of, you know, you can take the boy out of Italy, but you can't take Italy yeah, out of I the boy? Agree. Totally, yeah, I agree. Totally, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm an Aussie, 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 but yes. I think of Italian background. <laughs> All right, World Cup. Australia are playing Italy in the World <laughs> Cup final. Who are you going for? It's, it's a split thing. And, and, and believe it or not, when that happened, I was actually, I wasn't partial to either side. I just yep. wanted the best side to win. Oh. No, that, truly. That was the great Lucas Neal free <laughs> kick that we it haven't was. forgotten about yet. So you come into uh, the Phil Hoffman travel universe and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start cooking and you start doing the language as well. But because you have this love for travel, you also host trips as well. Yes, I do. Uh, for a number of years now, I think it's uh, 18 years coming up now, I've been taking groups to Tuscany. 
and uh, basically the the, uh, the villa we go to was um, uh, my friend's party villa because I, I was in Florence <laughs> in my 20s yep. um, and I met up with this guy called Enzo who's an absolute character and this was his father's country lodge and we used it to organise parties so I used to work in a place in Florence called Cellini so I, yep. used, to, I used to manage a jewellery store believe it or not in those right. days and my job was to recruit the people to come to the party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and basically that was our party house and then uh, about 20 years ago Enzo wrote me and he said remember dad's house will have restored it so if you know anyone wants to actually rent it it's available and I came up with the concept of uh, putting groups together and packaging the whole thing so yep. that they get the accommodation the food the wine the touring the entrance fees the whole lot and it's been a huge yeah, success for the last 18 years. Don't you see a lot of travellers now, they want to live like locals, mm. you know? It's fun to stay in various hotels yeah. and that kind of stuff. But if you can get that immersive experience... Absolutely. And this is, I think this is the difference between uh, most tours and a tour I do, that actually the group get to live just like a Tuscan. Yep. So we walk to the local market, we get to know the locals, uh, we eat at a couple of osterias in, in, close to the town. But of course we do the circuit of uh, most of the uh, yep. popular places at Tuscany as well. But so the beauty of it is that you're living like one of the locals. So growing up, were you someone that went back and forward? Like, are you a local now? Do they walk past and you're like Norm from oh, Cheers? Oh, in Italy, I am one yeah. of the locals. Oh, Renato's back, you know. So, and everyone knows me. I mean, the baker, the, 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 the guy that... Uh, the, the local bakery where Phil... Because Phil and I yep. um, uh, were there a few years ago and uh, we'd go there every morning for our coffee and our croissant, <laughs> you know, as Phil loved very much. Yep. <laughs> no, no, they all know me. Basically, uh, the whole town knows who I am. Can you describe the place for us? I mean, it sounds, we see these photos and we, we talk about these. I, I gather when people go on their trips, they have these preconceived ideas mm. of what they're going. And then when they come back, it's, I keep thinking of like the movie Chocolat. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of stuff where yeah. you just get immersed in a, in, a, mm. in a community, in a town, and you'd never want to leave. No, that's right. Well, the villa itself is, like I said, it's 600 years old, but it's in a thousand year old hamlet called Palazzuolo and at Palazzuolo you've got the uh, main church which yep. is still functioning as a church and that's just over a thousand years old wow so a uh, thousand year old hamlet the church uh, the villa which is Castellare di Cernigi which is the villa I stay in and then it's got a few other little houses one and a half kilometers from the villa and um, basically walking to the closest town which is one and a half kilometers away a place called Tavernelle um, and between the town and the villa is just Vineyards. That's all you see as far as the eye can see. Vineyards yep. and olive orchards and all these little towns just dotted across the Tuscan hills with the obvious, you know, yep. pines in the distance. It's just magnificent. Breathtaking. I've said this before on this show. Do you think the people that live in those areas realise how... Well, people say that with us in Adelaide. We're so spoiled with what we have. Mm. But if you're living in a villa in Tuscany... Do you wake up every day really appreciating just how good you've got it or it's not till tourists come and they I say... I think the locals do. I think, yeah. I think they know where they're living, but I, I guess you become accustomed to it. Mm. But I did meet one guy, an old, an old gentleman, probably late 80s, and I said, how lucky are you to live here? And he said, I wake up every morning and I pinch myself to say, thank God that I, I was born in this part of the world. Because it is a very special place in the world. Tuscany is absolutely superb. So you take the Tuscany trip, but you also go home. You take yes, travellers to back Sicily. to Sicily. And that was Phil's doing because a few years ago, Phil said to me, my God, you know, you were born in Sicily. Yep. Why, why aren't you doing tours to Sicily? So I put one of those together. So now we do a similar thing in Sicily. We stay in a uh, villa, but this one here is not 600 years old. It's probably 40 years old, mm -hmm. but it's absolute seafront in a place called Marina di Modica. 
uh, near a town uh, called of Pozzallo. Yep. Now Pozzallo is the main port, and from Pozzallo you can actually go straight to Malta, and it's a one and a half hour journey. But this villa is absolutely spectacular, absolute seafront. Uh, so you walk out of the front door or the back door, I should yep. say, and you've got a three meter path, and then there's the water. Beautiful. Describe Sicily for us. Us. Oh, you goodness. know, people born and bred in Adelaide have this idea of what Sicily might be like. From the Godfather movies. From the Godfather <laughs> movies. I don't want to generalise or stereotype. Well, it's it. nothing like the movies. Uh, Sicily is, um, I call it um, the land of the ancient past and vibrant present because yep. it has uh, layers and layers and layers of history. I mean, Sicily goes back uh, two and a half thousand years. Yep. Uh, prior to the Greeks who settled it for a long time, yeah, then you had the Romans, then you had the Byzantine Empire, then you've had the Spaniards, the French, the Germans. Everyone's been yep. in Sicily. And they've all left their mark, not just in the architecture, <laughs> but also in the food. And the food in Sicily, I've got to say, it would have to be my favourite, not because I'm Sicilian background, yep. but because of the variety of food and the influence from uh, from all these various parts of the world. That What's a dominated. Sicilian dish as opposed to a... like? And again, I'm, I have this Australian hat on that I yeah. need to take off. We think of Italian food. It's spaghetti, spaghetti. it's lasagna, mm. it's a different pasta with a different sauce. Yeah. How does the Sicilian food differ to other Italian food? Goodness me. It's got uh, uh, basically remnants of Arabic influence, yep. um, Spanish influence, believe it or not, because it was under Spanish rule uh, for a couple of hundred years. Okay until unification in 1861. But I guess the typical dish of Sicily, it is a pasta dish, and it's called pasta la norma, which is a pasta sauce done with um, eggplant, and then it's got uh, baked and salted ricotta mm -hmm. grated over the top. And it's absolutely delicious. The combination of the melanzane, which have been, uh, sorry, the eggplant, I said it in Chinese. <laughs> the eggplant, which has been uh, diced into cubes and fried, yep. and then it's tossed into the sauce with lots of basil. But there's lots of them. There's, mm. a, there's another one called um, uh, Pesto uh, Siracusano, which is uh, Pesto Sicili Sicilian style, where we add fresh tomato to it. So you've got lots of um, uh, basil, but then rather than the pine nuts, they use almonds, because yep. Sicily's famous for their almonds. Uh, lots of almonds, and then uh, uh, the Pachino tomatoes, which is the tiny little cherry tomatoes that uh, uh, absolutely... Uh, they ex explosion. Uh, when you put one in your mouth, are they amazing? Are they super active, the Sicilians, or are they? Is it genetics? Because you're talking about these dishes, you should be the size of a house. Well, they're not. But and I no, think everyone's in good nick. I, I think you know most people think Italians are overweight, but you go to Italy and, and it's, it's spot somebody is overweight because yeah. they're not. They're all quite thin, and I think it's because they have a balanced diet. Uh, as much as they do eat their pasta, and I like yep. their pasta, they don't eat pasta at night, which is something we do here. Yes. The lifestyle in Italy is quite different. So you eat your sweets in the morning. So yep. Italian breakfast is a cappuccino with a croissant. Mm. Mm. And then they won't have sweets for the rest of the day. And then lunchtime is their main meal, so they have a plate of pasta and a main. And at night, it's always something light. See, we're doing it wrong. And they walk everywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we're doing it wrong. So we have the donuts and we have the pasta yes. and it sits in our stomach. We yes. go to bed, put on weight and then and wake put on up weight, correct. heavier the next day. Yeah, so they have the light meals at night. Mm. You mentioned before about uh, teaching languages and the, and the same with the food as well. For a lot of us, we wouldn't realise that. So if you're looking at Italy, there are different dialects in all different oh, parts. There's different food in yeah, all different parts. The standard Italian language is one. I mean, that's uh, right across the, the, uh, the peninsula. Yep. Uh, and since 1861, I mean, this is how what happened was that uh, the country was uh, unified under one flag. Yep. And there was a famous saying, uh, you know, we've made Italy, and then let's make the Italians, because Italians all spoke different languages. Right. See, Sicilian, for example, is not a dialect. It was a written language, so it's a language in itself. Yep. Much like Gaelic is 
uh, in the in the British Isles. Um, so Italian is now more or less it would have been the uh, the dialect of the Tuscans. Okay. Thanks to Mr. Dante Alighieri who wrote the Divine Comedy. Yep. Mm. So do Sicilians get along with the rest? I think they or do. You, Sicilian, yeah. Sicilians are used to having people invade them. So. <laughs> So, so they're quite they're quite partial to having yep. visitors, and they're very welcoming. The thing that stands out to me about Sicily is the hospitality yeah. that you see in Sicily is just unsurpassed by anyone else. Because we think of that when you think of travelling to Italy, it's the you know the language of love, it's the mm. beautiful food, the waterside, as you as you mentioned yep. as well. The other attractions to I mean the history as well. Oh, yeah, huge, yeah. huge history. I mean, there are more Greek ruins in Sicily than there are in Greece, which yep. is quite an amazing thing. But you have influence from everyone. There's French, there's, yep. there's Spanish, there's even Vikings, believe it or not. So there's lots of Sicilians with red hair and freckles, which yep. is you know something people aren't aware of. <laughs> everyone thinks Sicilians are short, dark, and hairy, you yep. know, but um, not the case. That always staggers me too, getting back to do people realise where they live. When you live in a world where you have thousand-year-old ruins mm. in a park across the road mm. and you're sitting there on your iPhone, it doesn't kind of make no, sense that there would be so much history that's not in a museum just... Out in the open, mm, you know, something right. like that. But you know, I, one thing I do notice, and I and my clients who uh, who come to the tours with me make the same comment. They don't see that many phones around, like we do here. I mean, everyone here walks around with their yep. phone in their hand, virtually yep. hitting poles and trees as they <laughs> walk. Just not the case in Italy. I mean, a phone is there to serve its purpose, but they're not as addicted to phones as we are. Yep. Same as technology. They're not. I don't. I didn't see a computer in everyone's home, whereas you would here. In yeah. What about music when you go to Italy? When you take these tours to Tuscany and to Sicily mm. as well, what would we think of as a traditional, you know, is it a very musical culture where you're having oh. dinner and then all of a sudden someone sidles up and plays Extremely. Something? I mean, Italy is the uh, country of music. I yep. mean, uh, if you think about it, even all musical terms are mm. written in Italian. Not because Italians invented music, but they actually yep. were the first to actually put it to paper. Um, and, and you've got, obviously, opera, which is mm. part of Italian culture. And we do. Uh, I do take uh, my groups to the opera in Tuscany, and there's always a surprise package. One of the things I, I've done at the villa in Tuscany is to invite uh, an opera singer, or a couple of opera singers, and a pianist, and uh, give uh, my groups a mini performance in the villa. How good! Which that? is what the rich yeah. and wealthy used to do. Yep. Uh, you know, in the 17th and 18th century. But when in Rome, to actually see an Italian Absolutely. opera. In Italy. In Italy, yes. Would be it's magnificent. Superb. Yeah. Now, this is if people go and travel with Phil Hoffman Travel, they can go to Tuscany with yourself and Sicily with yourself. There are some people who, for whatever reason, may not want to travel that far, may mm. not have the means to be able to do that. One of the other great things you do here at Phil Hoffman is that you can do that to an extent here in Adelaide. In South Australia. That's so right. Tell us about this. I found this uh, superb villa at Port Elliot called Waverley Estate. And our Waverley Estate was built in 1856. Uh, and then in 1863, I believe, it was bought by a school teacher who then set up the first gentleman's school yep. in South Australia. It's very famous for that and uh, heritage listed. Uh, what I like about it, it's set back probably 400 metres from the road and has vineyards at the front of the villa. So when you're in the villa and it's this gorgeous bluestone place and the, the barn, the um, coach house has been converted into apartments, it'll sleep up to 20 people, but mm -hmm. if you're... You know, if you're a group that uh, no one other, but if uh, it's just individual couples, it'll sleep 12, so six bedrooms. Um, and uh, I'm not kidding, it's uh, similar in, in, in setup to the villa in Tuscany. Yep. It's only the gum trees that give it away. <laughs> 
So it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Tuscany Absolutely. on our doorstep. Tuscany on our doorstep. So, so you do take people Sicily away. Sicily in SA is yep. called. So you, you take people away. And what do we experience on a, on a weekend with you at Port Elliot? Weekend at Port Elliot. Okay. So it starts off, uh, the, the group arrive uh, around about 5 p.m. on a Friday. Uh, they're shown to their rooms then mm-hmm. they come to the kitchen where I'm usually cooking up a storm. And um, I virtually um, let people graze on cheese, olives, <laughs> uh, grissini. And then I make some bruschetta. Then we all sit down to have um, uh, an entree of pasta or, or risotto or a minestrone. And then we go on to the main course and then sweets. And by then, it's probably around about 11 o'clock at night. Yep. We have a few wines and then everyone retires. <laughs> Uh, the next morning, uh, breakfast, um, uh, then the group is free for a couple of hours, then we re- re- uh, re-meet in the, um, in the kitchen uh, where I give everyone an apron, uh, everyone dons aprons and we make fresh pasta, we make fresh tagliatelle with uh, any number of sauces that we decide on the day. And then main course again, Yep. Um, a few wines, dessert, uh, then uh, people usually go and retire and lay down for two hours. <laughs> In that food coma. Well, they play bocce <laughs> on the lawn. There's a gorgeous pool on the side. Yep. Um, and it's a tennis court. So they can do a number of things. So we just walk, just simply walk into Port Elliot, which is not far away. Yep. Uh, then after that, we um, reconvene in the kitchen. And once again, there's Cook more again. cooking and more eating and more drinking. I've said this to you before <laughs> when we did a radio show together once. I remember as a young man watching SBS late at night, as most young men mm. do in, in Adelaide. Um, and I saw a Marcelo Mastrioni film uh, about some gentlemen who decided they were going to go to this villa yeah. and eat themselves to, to death. death. The, I think it was called La Grumble Fair. Yeah, La Grumble Fair. <laughs> and I thought, part of me thinks this is what you're doing down at Port Elliot without the death part. Without the death part. No, no. Hopefully it's fun. It's social. It's food. Yes. Nonstop. Yes. In Italian, we do, well, I mean, we have the term to die for. But Italians prefer to use the faint for. So we yep. have the saying, <laughs> das venire, rather than da morire. Yep. Simply because if you faint, faint, you can come back to and do it all over again. You know, you don't want to die. What a great experience. <laughs> do, it do you find the people that do the stuff with you at Middleton will then come, or Port Elliot will then come to, you know, and say, you know what, this is such a great experience. Now I want to really see it, you know. Well, basically, see. it starts from here. It starts here from Phil Hoffman Travel at Glenelg. Yep. You know, this is a taste, as I call this, the appetizer, the stuzzichino. And then from here, they do the appetite, the entree at Port Elliot. And then they go for the main the course main and come course. with me to Tuscany. Am I right in saying too, I saw somewhere on a brochure that you also sneak a Croatia trip in occasionally, yes, you I and do. Nevin together? Yeah, uh, with a friend of mine called Nevin Murich, uh, who's an old salt. Uh, <laughs> Nevin's uh, been around for many years. And uh, he and I uh, came up with the idea of uh, taking groups on a boat, on a catamaran, yep. and sailing along the Croatian coast. I cook, and uh, he, he mans the... the, the, the um, uh, the boat, and uh, hence we're called the anchor and spoon. Yep. He's, he's the anchor, and I'm the spoon, of course. And that's pretty wonderful, too. Oh, so people are just coming into Phil Hoffman to hang out with you. Yeah, I think so. Whether it's here in Glenelg, <laughs> whether it is at uh, the beautiful yeah. estate, or whether it is around the world. Yeah, that's uh, the beauty of Phil Hoffman Travel. It's uh, more than a travel agent, it, it offers lots of uh, yep. different things. Yeah. All right. Before we let you go, and we appreciate you doing the podcast, we'd urge everyone just to come in and just ask for Renato. Just say, okay. I want to hang out. I'll <laughs> hang out here. I'll hang out overseas. Um, we've talked about the food, what we're enjoying, the, mm-hmm. the dishes that we would sort of you know, cook and the, the wine that you would drink as well. Uh, can you give us a couple of tips before we go on the language? What can you teach us in a podcast in a minute okay. or two? What, what's <clears> the, so we, what's the general greeting for hello? 
Well, believe it or not, hello is not ciao in Italian. Ciao means hi. So ciao is I, either hi yep. or bye. The word for hello is salve. Salve. S-A-L-V-E. Salve. And you can say hello to anyone, whereas ciao is limited to people you know on first name basis. You can't say ciao to people you don't know. So you when can't I say salve. When I said buongiorno, that was Buongiorno's right? fine. That okay. means good day. Yes. Okay. All right. So we got hello down. <laughs> ciao is goodbye. Ciao is bye. Bye. So it's with people you know. Once we've been introduced, yeah. I can say ciao to you, yes. What about ciao-ciao? You hear that occasionally? Ciao-ciao, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye, yeah, same thing. Yeah, same <laughs> okay. thing. Is promise. there any, any, any <laughs> other word I need to know? Or uh, See, you speak so beautifully too. I wonder if I need to put like the little you know, accent on. Because you, you, must, you must want to pull your hair out when you hear no, not at all, people like me butcher your beautiful language. No, no, no. That's what I'm here for. I teach <laughs> uh, beginner level and basically I teach... Um, survival skills uh, so they do 10 weeks of yep. beginner of a beginner class and it's quite different to most uh, language classes anywhere else because i also feed my clients yes uh, so here at Phil often travel we have uh, food and wine so I, they graze on cheese olives yep. uh, prosciutto a bit of salami and there's always wine on the table so you said salami salami it's i go salami. salami yeah because an e is pronounced as an e salami. in Italian. So salami. That's, that's one of the first things I teach, the the, uh, the sounds of the vowels. Yes. That are not A-I-O-U, but A-E-E-O-U. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. see, yeah. I'm going to take Different that on sound. board. Um, <laughs> so what, what are you washing down your food? What was your main? You have like a chicken or a fish dish, your main course? Main courses on, in the cooking class can yep. be either mm. uh, a fish or a chicken. It can be pork. It can be beef. Yep. So it changes. We try to change our menus regularly. Uh, so people that come and I've got people who've uh, attended four times I have one lady that's been 12 times 12, 12 times. times cooking class clearly likes your company and maybe the does. wine she you're serving the food, as well I think. yeah that's right <laughs> what are we washing all this food down with where do you go for your choice of what what kind of what do Italians drink with their Italians drink uh, wine always with their meals and it's yep. part of the part of the Italian diet so Italians don't drink for the sake of drinking no. uh, you drink wine because you wash it down with all your food and of course minord so yep. But Sangiovese from Tuscany, or mm-hmm. it could be a Nero Vavola from Sicily. I, I like them all, I, and I'm very partial to Aussie wines as well. <laughs> I bet. Do you find, though, when people, and this is a great thing with the, the uh, language course, when you go overseas, I think the locals appreciate you trying. They don't like the tourist who walks in and says, I can speak one language and I'm going with English. No, absolutely. They, they l- like they you to have love a the fact, uh, that especially the people that I take, yep. because obviously the people that come on my tours are people who love anything Italian and they all want to have a, a bit of an attempt uh, to order their coffee in the morning or their croissant in the morning, uh, all in Italian. And yep. they absolutely love them. Yeah, they do love them. Renato, thank you so much for talking us through this. So there are so many opportunities for people to come and hang out with you. Mm. Cooking classes are win. Cooking classes are every second Saturday. So we do two per month. Yep. Um, so we run about 25, 24 a year. Okay. Language classes? Language classes, Tuesday night, beginner class, Wednesday yep. night, intermediate class, and Thursday night, advanced class. Uh, the Glen Waverley Estate? Waverley Estate, we do three a year at this stage, but yep. we can always increase and, yeah, and do more if the demand is there. And the same for Sicily, Sicily Tuscany, and Tuscany. Croatia. We go. I do all of September, basically. Okay. And the beauty of the two tours is that they run back to back. So anyone that wants to do both can do Sicily, and then there's a two-day break, and they yep. can go and do do Tuscany, or vice versa. What's the Italian word for magnificent or brilliant or thank you? Magnifico, grazie. 
Thank you so much, Renato. Thank you. If you want to find out more, you can, of course, sneak into any of the 10 Phil Hoffman Travel offices. You can always find out more online as well. Just type in Renato, R-E-N-A-T-O, pht.com.au, or keep looking at the social media channels. Thank you again. Grazie. And as we say, ciao, ciao. Arrivederci. (laughs)